What I love most about Mi Gente is our community and how important it is to take care of our own. Hey, it's Honey and Carolina. On our podcast, Life in Spanglish, we talk about how important being there for your loved ones is. Pero también sobre lo importante que es tener a alguien dispuesto a apoyarte cuando lo necesites, como lo hace State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals. Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. It's the Custard TV podcast, the one place on the web where at least two of the podcast members will appear on a semi-regular basis from now on. The two in question this week are me, surprise, surprise, uh, Luke, hello, editor and runner of the website, and uh, Matt, less of a surprise, in the northern area. Yeah, because we should say Gary's recuperating still. He's just yeah. come out of hospital again. So send him your best wishes. Yeah. So if you've never heard the podcast before, it sounds like this, but with extra Londoner Gary normally. Uh, we do TV news, reviews and previews and look forward to... No, Gary goes west this week. No, Gary goes west. No, Luke goes west. Matt's not going anywhere. It's weird, though. <laughs> Matt's not going this... anywhere. I'm not going to the Far East. <laughs> I'm going to have you watch a load of Chinese shows and just report back. Although, I don't think it's a good week to go west, really, is it? I think we're not safer really, here. No. Um, Probably safer to do it here. Did you watch any of the election coverage or anything? Did you stay up for that? I, well, it was. I didn't stay up for it, but I woke up to it on Tuesday Wednesday, morning. Wednesday, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. And it was like, oh god, that was. It was like some awful. It was like Brexit, wasn't it? When you woke it was, up. It is exactly like it. Yes, exactly like. It's but just their version. You were in the states when Obama got in, weren't you? Or were you? Yes, I was. Yeah. What was uh, the? What times. was it like then? What was the first I time? I mean, it, it it was not. I mean, it was not. I don't remember there being like big parades or big happiness about it, but um, there wasn't the vitriol that yeah. came with this campaign. And I, you know, I would have liked Gary to go west just to see if it was safe for us to accompany him. Yeah, really, yeah, but yeah. I don't... Me, me, and him could be the new host of the last leg. I'd be Josh Widdicombe, obviously. Um... He'd be Adam Hills. You'd be Adam Hills, you'd be Alex Brooker. Easy, let's do it. If Channel 4 <laughs> need us, we're here. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our star. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it, just for one week. Just try the programme for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. ITV have uh, just axed a couple of their dramas, mm. DCI Banks and and uh, Brief Encounters, both gone uh, from ITV. Are you now. I do sad like... about DCI Banks? No, no, ne- neither one really. 
I mean, um, none of us really watched generic. Brief Encounters, did we? So we haven't really got an opinion. No. But yeah, so um, Brief Encounters, DC and Banks both gone. This is Polly Hill, former head of drama at the BBC, sort of mm. looking at their their schedules and going, "No, this." I the, tell you what, I'd be really him series about. two, him series Ooh. two. Come on, <laughs> rubbing my hands together. I would love them. I don't think they will because of its popularity across the world. But I think Midsummer surely has had its time now. You mm. think Polly Hill would say, "No more Midsummer." I mean, the only things they've recommissioned are Cold Feet and Victoria. What? Uh, since what? You've been what? At the helm. What um, other long-running ones of of uh, ITV got? Because as you say, Midsummer. They've got in. Mid- they've got Endeavour, mm. but that's only on its fourth yeah. series, I suppose. Uh, is there nothing else like? Um, uh, have they got their own sort of Silent Witness type thing? Or... No, I suppose the closest to that would be. You know, DCI Banks or Scott and Bailey, and both of them yeah. have gone now. Vera, could that be axed? Oh, please. <laughs> That's the... The, the uh, Polly Hill, pr- please ax Vera. I'm going I'm to pray to the ghost. You've probably seen this, but the, the folks... Um, I know you were a fan of this show the first time around, the uh, Real Marigold Hotel. Yeah. Tell, tell me how excited you are about this uh, octet of, of famous faces. Lionel Blair... No, yeah. okay. Amanda Barry, former Corrie star. And yeah, do you remember, do you remember she was on Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen and went nuts? Yeah. yeah. Let's hope she does that again. <laughs> Snooker champion Dennis Taylor. I will See, raise you a who for that. I don't yeah. know who that is. Where have you gone? Oh, sorry. I forgot <laughs> to sit in front of the microphone, which is day one. <laughs> day one of podcast school. Uh, <laughs> TV personality Rusty Lee. Or, uh, as I remember, uh, Gussie's aunt, aunt from oh, EastEnders. Yeah, me too. Uh, Dr. Miriam Stoppard. They've lost me there. And um, another EastEnders name, uh, the reanimated corpse of Paul Nicholas. <laughs> okay, so that's moving to BBC One. Quite why they do that, I don't know. Surely if it's a hit, people will watch it everywhere. Why does it have to go onto another channel? I don't quite Maybe understand. Maybe they'll get more but... money if it's on BBC One. I always feel like BBC One picks on BBC Two. Mm. I always feel like they're the big brother going, oh, I want that now, and they just take it. Mm. Like they did with QI. Then they went, oh, you can have QI back now. We don't like it now. first series was a big hit that connected with viewers of all ages in a really authentic and heartwarming way. It was entertaining whilst brilliant and enlightening, which makes it the perfect fit for BBC One. I tell you what, Matt, you sound like you're reading Rupert's lips. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound like a genuine comment from you at all. Okay, no, so that it, is it was. the news. It definitely also, was. Also, uh, just literally just come in uh, via the social media sphere. Uh, you may know uh, Robert Vaughan from The Man From Uncle and eight series of Hustle. He died today at 83. Aww. I loved I loved Hustle. I don't remember whether you even Not saw really. any of it. I saw bits of it. I, I was I was what an a, Adrian, Adrian Lester fan. Um, what a lovely tribute that is. But I, <laughs> I, I actually remember him best from uh, Basketball, the Trey Parker and Matt Stone film. I don't know if you've seen that. Again, what a lovely tribute. What a lovely tribute um, to the man. And he was as well, fact fan, the last uh, remaining member of the Magnificent Seven. Are they all gone now? Yeah. That was the answer to a trivia question for years while he was How alive. many Three Musketeers are there now? Depends which which one you're thinking of. If you're thinking of the, the BBC one, then... 
quite a few. Well, they, they were the Musker Hounds, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, true. true. <laughs> Again, best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> okay, some um, some reviews. Now, this is odd because usually Gary's seen what I haven't seen or Matt's seen what Gary hasn't seen or whatever. So we're just going to go, have you seen and talk about it? So I'm not fully caught up on the missing, although... Ooh. Ooh, the Twitter ah, sphere, yeah. was, the Twitter Ooh. sphere was going mad, so I had to read the synopsis of it. It's got to be the best show on television mm. at the moment. So you do know what happened in it, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking, why Derek Riddle, who is a sort of well-known actor, was in such a small role? But I think and our um, mate uh, Andre's gone now. Ah, oh, see, mind you, he got sweaty. I didn't like him when he. Unless was he comes in, back, in the... he turns up at uh, Julian's bedside at the end when he he probably inevitably has his operation for his tumor. Maybe it's revealed. Interesting. That, maybe it's revealed that only Julian could see him. Maybe it was a tumor fantasy. I'll just let that sink in for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You That's never know. You, sorry, but you never know with the missing. You've watched till the end of four, where they revealed that the whoever that girl is is still alive and in the Swiss Alps. Well, the biggest surprise of episode four wasn't finding out that Alice was, or not Alice, or whoever that girl is, Alice was still alive. Sophie. It's just thinking, who the hell gave her that haircut? Mm. That was horrendous haircut. We got to talk about that briefly. I mean, she looked ridiculous. I mean, the other big. Revelation was that you thought Laura Fraser had lost her baby because um, the, the sun knocked her down, didn't he? And she started bleeding and stuff. Yeah. But the revelation this episode was that she was actually acting as a surrogate for her sister. So, <sighs> oh yeah, because I remember now Roger Alam saying your sister will kill me if if I don't get you home in the yeah. first episode. Yeah, and I that's just a line that. I just forgot. Mm. But you saying that now? Yeah, because you all thought, oh, that. she's lost the baby and what's going on and stuff and you saw but that was a little sort of swerve that actually the baby was she was a surrogate for her sister do you think with this coming back line of duty coming back happy valley coming back do you think that the second series effect isn't really true it's just what effort they've put Mm. in to a second series because not to harp on about broad shows, but that came back for the sake of it. There was no storyline in, in that at all. I what? know Sonny Wainwright and the, and the Williams brothers had two years. No, actually, Chris Chibnall had two years as well, didn't I he? think what it is, uh, I, I think that in terms of line of duty, that's a police procedural, so that's fair enough. That would have come back anyway, I think. That, that wasn't a self-contained story, really. In terms of Happy mm. Valley, I suppose it was more of a... Um, thing can we continue can we do something else with um what's the, i've forgotten her name now catherine Haywood. catherine and her story and her and the police and they sort of managed to li- i mean sally's the best at it, i think you know she managed to link it in i think it's all about how you deal with the characters and have you got a decent enough second story you know what broadchurch did was that they just focused on the last story and brought in something that they talked about in series one rather than... And also, than... It, it, sh- it showed me with, with Broadchurch 2 that the characters weren't that strong in Broadchurch 1. It was just the story that was strong. Yeah, because so when, you take that, yeah. when you take that story away, 
and you've just got the characters that aren't that strong, at least with Happy Valley, Siobhan Finneran, Sarah Lancashire, James Norton, they're all playing quite real humanistic characters what, who we what knew I quite would, well. Yeah. From what Happy I would Valley say one. is that Broadchurch, literally, the, the main appeal of that was who's the killer, who's the killer? Whereas Happy Valley, we knew from the start who the kidnapper was, who the bad guys were, and like it, it had all pretty much resolved itself in Act Four. You know, they got they got the uh, girl back, and they um, they were still looking for the Tommy. But you know, it was about the characters rather than the mystery. And I think in terms of the missing, bringing that back was they they've almost got an entirely new cast of characters, haven't they? So. It, it feels new, and as I was saying to Gary when we were last talking about it, it's it's not the same as the last series. It's not another who done no, it. We found so out who done it. It's expertly plotted. It's it's so it's not plotted. about that. There's so many little strands. There's you know now as well something that happened in Act Five is that Laura Fraser is now pregnant with David Morris's child. Just stop now. Stop what? getting pregnant, Laura Fraser. Laura Fraser. She's like so fertile. She's the most fertile woman on television, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the, that's the missing. It, if you haven't seen it by, by some weird quirk of the world, then you need to see it because. And people who who say that it's confusing, shut up, just watch it, enjoy just, it. Shut up! Don't just shut up. Just stop now. Behave. But that last uh, that of... last scene was just like Terry. Basically, it comes to that poor old. Um... German copper who 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 plays the guitar came afoul of Derek Riddle's character who when he when the daughter appeared who we assume is his daughter with the girl uh, Alice Sophie whoever whatever her name is um yeah. I, and she said this is a picture of me and mummy in the basement as you did, as you say yeah and, just just normal and like room. Got, so then he got choked out and then got a drill to the skull there's something for you to look forward to, Luke. But it just feels like they've really thought, what can we do? What is a new, inventive way of telling and you didn't the story see anything. of a missing person? You didn't see anything in the drilling scene. Oh, that's oh, disappointing. And, all, that's and also there was a uh, transsexual in this episode as well. A transsexual drill machine? No. <laughs> that sounds like a Pet Shop Boys song. <laughs> or an album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking Tra- of second series syndrome, humans is back. Uh, oh yeah. Let's just discuss have you that watched, briefly. Have you watched the no, first I two? I wasn't. You know, I I watched it on a preview site. I didn't watch it on TV, so I watched it uh, a bit before, and I kind of drifted away. I wasn't really invested as much as I wanted to be with humans. I, I think everything um, started kicked in in Act Two because Act Two I think was a lot better. I don't know. I just think I it didn't gel with me for I think some reason. You're, I, it's it's not your genre, really, is it, Luke? And I think it was an almost. No, but I really like enjoyed an, it last. The year. last the last series was almost like an anomaly for you, wasn't it? I mean, in this one, you sort of got where the plots are going a bit more. Um, that uh, what's I can't remember any character names. This because Gary's like, <laughs> Laura, isn't it, Catherine like, Parkinson's so character? So we got we got Laura, uh, we got Laura, Nesca, yeah. we got Laura is now um, representing Nesca on trial because obviously she killed someone last series, didn't she? And she's trying to prove well, that Nesca, Nesca's got consciousness. Consciousness. And so they're having yeah. this big trial, like 
can you prove she's conscious? If not, we're going to shut her down. Didn't they bring back Odie as well? Yes, Odie, Odie got brought back. Um, the daughter... Um, what's her name? Maddie, is it? Matty. Matty, the daughter. Matty, because they yeah. can't say Matilda for some yeah. reason. Ma- Matty uh, went to a scrapyard and found him and is now trying to sort of reprogram him in an attempt to sort of try and find uh, Leo and, well, and those at my tip, you can't even get rid of a fridge, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that he's still there, sort of. Well, it's like out. a specialist. Yeah. It's a specialist sort of synth tip, I think. There are bits of it I really like. I liked at the beginning of that one where they all came alive uh, mm. because of what I told. I tell you who I done. thought was really good um, of the new cast members, and she's in this second episode as well. Josie Lawrence mm. as the marriage counselor. Yeah, that was a bit less field. <laughs> I half she... expected Minty from EastEnders to pop up. <laughs> that's, that's a really <laughs> that's a... obscure one. I half yeah, expected um, Paul Merton and Ryan Stiles and Colin Mott. Or Mott-Curry. Richard Ranch on the piano. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Mike McShane. I can't remember. Sandy a lot of our references are so uncontemporary. They may be <laughs> missed by a lot of anyway? people. anyway? Get on all four. You can watch them all on there. Can you really? Uh, That's what I'll be doing now. <laughs> I will catch up with humans. I will. Um, but they do but have another just... scene with Josie Lawrence where uh, Tom Gunman Hill goes, now do it in a Welsh voice. Now do it in a Scottish voice. And it did feel like, uh, who's like this anyway? Yeah, it's just to do <laughs> I suppose it's a bit like Rebecca Front in the last series. And I'm, I, I I don't like the fact they killed her off because I thought she had a lot of potential. No, she, she they, they gave her not enough to do. No, and I think that was opinion. one of our criticisms um, of... of Series one. Yeah. So it's one of those where all the pieces, one. you have to wait for all the sort of pieces to fall into place. The to only bit I'm not massively keen on is uh, Mia in the cafe by the seaside. Um, no, I didn't, and you, I didn't like the cafe and, when it was on Sky. And you find out that um, the mum uh, of the, the, you know, that she's got an ill mum, the guy who owns the cafe. Yes. It's played by uh, Julian Batiste's wife from The Missing. It's going to get confusing. It's going to get confusing. Yeah, one okay. thing, just going back to The Missing and, and that relationship between Batiste and his wife, do you, does it yeah. really annoy you that they start speaking in French and then they speak in English for a bit? And then I don't he'll know speak why in they French do that. And he'll speak in English or the other way around. It's surely like... his, in, his instinct would be to talk in French, but then he just goes, She's oh, English. We'll do some... But usually, yeah. one will reply in one language and one will answer in the other language. Is that for our benefit, do you think? No, because they go back into French again. I don't know. We need to <laughs> talk about this more seriously on perhaps its own podcast. <laughs> Lost in translation. I think both shows look fantastic. I think that mm. is I would that say the missing, the missing have in common. This series of The Missing is a lot... I think the direction on this is 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 a lot better it looks than it was. Slicker, in... doesn't it? Just, it's, yeah. it's Ben Shannon who of Cyberbully and the People Next Door, and I think he's got from those like the Cyberbullies and the People Next Door. He's got a very distinct style, a very sort of realistic style, hasn't he? And a, this sort of works well in sort of the stark scenes of the the landscapes, the Swiss landscape, the sort of brutalness of the German landscape, the sort mm. of you got that claustrophobicness when you went to Iraq with Julian and Andre. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. 
and we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of FDIC. Yeah, I just, I just think it is fantastic. Please when you were going through like the foxholes and stuff, when they were trying to follow Daniel Reed and stuff like that. And I'll tell you what's, what's also interesting about The Missing is when, it, and I remember feeling this during the first series, is when it starts and they're doing all the timeline stuff, mm. it does get a little bit, oh, one minute we're there, next minute we're here. And then by the time you're into the episode we're in now, it's just like it doesn't even, you don't even care because you're so invested in what's going on, not only in the present, mm-hmm. but in the past as well. I think that as well. It all just fits together. It works a bit better this time because it's so near the two timelines. It's yeah, only two years yeah. apart, so you can you can do more with that, like the fact that. But surely uh, the timelines will drop away because it's going to be Derek Riddle being found out, isn't it? So that'll be in the present day. Well, there are still some bits and bobs in. They're still trying to sort of that the murder of uh, Henry Reed is another thing that they delve into in this set, in this fifth episode. Why so, do we have to do this? Why can't I be watching this now, Matt, rather than talking to you I know. about it? Oh, and Roger Alam was just fantastic as well in this last. He episode. is amazing. He is. I amazing. think I think BAFTA for Roger Alam this this year, next year. Yeah, I just, I just it's, well, he's going to be him versus Robbie Coltrane, you would think. No, but he'd uh, be supporting Roger Alam. No, he wouldn't. He'd be in his own category. <laughs> <laughs> On the day of recording, it's Gogglebox night. Mm. And because Scarlet Moffat is going into I'm a Celebrity, they've removed the Moffats yeah. from this series of Gogglebox. For now. What? For now. Yeah, but why? Why? Because surely it would be fascinating for us mm. as Gogglebox viewers to watch Scarlet's mum and dad react to her being there. Why mm. would they take? Why would they pretend they're not on the show? Why would? Because she's them the away? Dra- she's the drawer. I think Scarlet. I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, I think they think that nobody wants to watch the Moffats if Scarlet's not there. That's my that's my mm. understanding of it. I don't think they will show it. I think they're very. It's weird. They're very cautious to show any success. They want these to be like normal people, I think. I think that's what they want Gogglebox but to be. But we know Gogglebox is a huge hit. We saw yeah. them reacting to their BAFTA. Mm. You know, but I think they, they want to present sort of almost like their own history, their own mythology of it, don't they? Do you want to sort of mention I'm a Celebrity in the lineup and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's kind of underwhelming. And my mum mm-hmm. asked me the other day who was who was going in, and I could only think of Scarlet, Larry Lamb. Uh, I can think of less people now. Larry Lamb, Lisa Snowden, uh, Carol, Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman. Everyone else, I don't really think she'll know. Let's just run it down quickly. We've got Adam Thomas, who was in Emmerdale, or oh, he's in Emmerdale, Ward- but you'll know best from Waterloo Road, won't you? Dante, Dante, Dante from Waterloo Road. Jordan from Diversity, Ashley Banjo's brother. Larry... I never knew he had a brother that was in diversity. Larry Lamb uh, of EastEnders, Gavin and Stacey, and the last series of New Tricks, Spain. 
um, Wayne Bridge, the uh, footballer and uh, husband of Frankie of the Saturdays. Uh, Lisa You're Snowden. So contemporary. Lisa Snowden of um, modelling fame and George, dating George Clooney. Carol Vorderman, her the uh, the board, the numbers board. Ola Jordan of uh, Strictly Come Dancing, the dancer, and she's Totty, I believe. Scarlet, who we've talked about. Uh, Sam Queck, who Luke will tell you all about. Uh, yeah, she's... <laughs> she's, a, she's a hockey she's player. A, yeah, I was going to say that, if Olympic, you give me a bit more time. Olympic hockey player. And who am I missing out? There's another bloke I'm missing out. Joel... Joel oh, God, Durham. yeah, Joel Dommett, the least memorable of the group. I've who never is, heard well, You proved that by yeah, not, yeah. not even remembering He's a comedian, apparently. He was in the last series of Skins, which nobody watched. He apparently is on that panel show, Bring the Noise or Feel the Noise or it's something. Not coming back or it Yeah, he was on Nicole Scherzinger's team. He's done a lot of like panel shows and things. He's just another the net, you know, another comedian really. But sh- I mean, ITV throws a lot of money at this show. I'm sure they could get. Well, rumored to be the late arrivals this year are Martin Roberts of Homes Under the Hammer fame and Danny Baker. He has already said on Twitter maybe next year, but it was never on the cards this year. Well, he said he said that he's he's denied it on Twitter, but they've almost said is that a put on? Because Chris Evans it apparently that he was doing it. I would like to see Craig Charles back. I still think Danny Danny Baker's going to do it. You're going to have egg on your face if he doesn't. And you you will if and he ha- does. Oh, it's a so, double-edged sword. So, so come back next week and one of us will have egg on our face. <laughs> For the whole podcast. <laughs> the Apprentice. Still loving it. Where are you sitting? Um, On a sofa. But um, on The Apprentice. Uh... God, it's funny without Gary, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's banter. This is proper banter. The Apprentice last night. I, quite, I, I always like the buying task. I think it's always a I good do. task. Why they made him do it at night, I don't know. I don't well, know it's a bit of a twist. The whole I think just so yeah. we could see Claude's jumper, which was the star of the show for me. I don't know if you saw that last night. His like, nice navy granddad jumper. Yeah. Is Karen Brady getting more fed up of, yeah. by the apprentice candidates as years go on? Or have they told well, her, just be, just say what you see? Well, I think you do, because, like, Nick Hewitt just <laughs> did it, didn't he? Despair. There is still some in there who they... The camera pans round and you go, "Who are they? I don't know what they do. I don't know what their names are." Mm-hmm. But I... the Irish guy who looks like a evil villain. Yes. I can't remember. He's yes. got an odd name, but I can't remember his yeah. name. The 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 black guy. Hen is it Henry? He was project okay. manager last week. The I the Irish lady with the dark hair. There's quite a few, isn't there? Yeah. But now we're down but to I what do... are we down to? Like ten or eleven now? So we're kind of down to. What the Apprentice used to start with. So, who have you got any favourites? Who do you think? I mean, I'm not watching it to see who wins. I'm watching it to see. But that's what I think. That's what I like to do because, as I said, like it's almost all rubbish this year. I think some people watch it for that, like you do and Gary does. But I, I do watch it to see people improve as well. And like last year, you saw Joseph, who was in the background but did something every week and eventually went on to win it. And same with Varney, you saw the improvement, you saw them learning from their mistakes and it doesn't seem... I think in a funny way, Karthik could do that this year. Yeah, Karthik, I think, um... has learned from his mistakes, has toned himself down a bit, I think. He, he certainly stopped being as sort of angry as he was. The key to winning or to being on The Apprentice for as long as possible is to be able to mm. turn your hand to the majority of things you get given to yeah. do. 
and be enthusiastic about it. And in a funny way, Karthik and Sofian are two examples yeah. of that. Yes, Sofian's a bit bouncy out the window. He's a bit bouncy. You want him to sit still for a minute. Yeah, but he's very keen, and he did take a good picture out that window as, of the show. as well. We don't know what the business plans are, and I think occasionally you get the impression that he keeps people on whose businesses he likes. We don't. I think Karthik is a hair grooming uh, business. <laughs> Uh, he's gonna shave. People. Who was the one who who does novelty toys? It was the the winning project manager last night, wasn't it? Courtney. Oh, weird who, he is. Who looks like a, a sickly child in a Victorian novel? He really does. That was poetic. <laughs> that was really poetic. Okay, so The Apprentice is on nine o'clock on Thursday. Shall we talk? We're, we're now at the midway point actually yeah. of The Apprentice. Should we talk X Factor briefly, or should we not bother? I would rather. I'd be interested to know why you haven't been doing a quickly strictly this year on the podcast is it just that it isn't as well, I thought you enjoyable this year i i'm still watching well, it. i will it, but I, think, I enjoyed doing i think it. the i think the levels of skill are definitely better it's just been an odd year watch with people like like will young leaving people getting like tamika epson was ill when she lost the dance off anastasia couldn't dance in the first week in the dance off ed bulls is still there <laughs> But we knew that. We knew but he'd is, be there. Is he, is he genuinely the Honey G of Strictly? No. Or is he he, just... He's gen- like Anne, Anne Widdicombe, when she was on, she was the Honey G. He's basically like a, whatever he's in, I'm guessing he's in his 50s, a 50-something-year-old man who's spent most of his life sitting behind a desk, suddenly being asked to dance lots of dances, and that's exactly what he looks like. And he did do well this week, actually, um, in his quick step. He has actually got quite a lot of personality to him, and I think that's come out on... You saw him on the Bake Off, though, didn't you? I did, yes. I think it's unfair when Strictly has a lot of like people who's, who are singers and dancers and actors and pitting them against people like Ed Bulls and, and Judge Rinder, who um, you know haven't any performance experience before. So who's going to win this year, then? I don't know, because uh, Ore Aduba, who was uh, of the BBC Breakfast fame, he um, was doing really well, but was in the dance-off this last week. So it's one way you, you oh. can't second-guess it. I'm, oh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you who I would like to win, and this is, it might be an odd choice, but Judge Rinder, I think, would be a good choice this year, because he's improving every week, he's taking it seriously, he needs to get that stupid grin off his face. But apart from that, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that Louise stays to the final because me and you obviously had a massive crush on her. And and Luke, in the in in movies week, uh, she did the flash dance dance. I might be going on YouTube. <laughs> and this week she did a steamy Argentine tango, as as Tess Daly would say. Uh, but yeah, X Factor, yeah. Um, which I am doing the chart for. I thought you did the the uh, four of diamonds. Who uh, I thought were all right this week, but I thought the one that's annoying that. me that's still there is that Ryan Laurie. Who... Yeah, he's always at the bottom. I don't know if you see, but he's always at the bottom of my charts. Him and that Sam Lavery. I don't yeah, get. I, mean, I don't get the love. Are. I don't get the love for her either. I'm sort of in the who, habit of who, watching it. Do on you the have anyone you'd like? I mean, we know Matt Terry's going to win, but yeah, who, we would you, who would you like to win of who's left? Oh no, I, I I genuinely don't care. I'm happy for him to win. Mm. But the thing is, have you got a favorite? Um, have you got a favorite that you look forward to seeing? Or they make a lot of that three after midnight, five after midnight, mm. or whatever they're called. I like I don't they, rate they, them they were t- they were top of my. I I thought they were good the first two weeks, then rubbish the second two weeks, and they were good this week. 
I always feel sorry for Dermot O'Leary because I know what a massive fan of music he is and the things that he has to sit through. He can't whiz through the adverts. Mm. I mean, poor Dermot. I do feel sorry for him. But yeah, I'm just much like the X Factor. I'm just going through the motions. Nicole Scherzinger is just too much for me this year. I want to just turn the TV. Is she she's, anno- she's annoying or? I just find her she's completely she's annoying. I'll tell you yeah. what I what I do like this year is the extra factor. When I've seen it, they do the thing where people sort of Skype in and ask the judges questions, and one of them asked, "Do you think Matt Terry?" will have the success of another X-Factor, Matt, Matt Cardle. And Matt Edmondson's face was just a picture. But what did? What was the answer? It was very much sort of PR, and it's, oh, they're very different, and they're very... Matt Cardle's gone on Matt to... Ter- Nicole Scherzinger yeah. probably doesn't know Matt Cardle. She wasn't on that series. Of course series. she doesn't. Of course she doesn't. But most people in this country will have yeah. forgotten it, anyway. And, and it came okay. out recently, he wasn't even a painter and decorator. He wore that hat on. and everything. We all knew we all, we all, we all it. <laughs> And he went everywhere with the paint tin. And then spend it. This just in for your entertainment. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. My God, you are pure television. Guaranteed. So we'll end as we always do with directing you to something of note in the week. Um, Matt, you go first. If um, you will. There's not uh, much to choose from. To no, be I mean I'm a celebrity. I suppose that's on a lot. Um, I'm just thinking. Let me have a look. You you do yours because you probably thought of one. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, I'm <laughs> going to go for. <laughs> I'm going to go for the Secret Life of Four Year Olds. If you've never seen it, it's just a, a harmless fun interesting take on the modern world at 8 p.m on tuesday i will um, recommend it, you'll enjoy yeah. it i will recommend something that has already been on um worth catching up with a, a documentary on bbc4 uh, about the former congressman anthony weiner who obviously has seen, been in the news seen this. and um it's called um the i believe this it's it's on bbc4 it's a storyville it's called weiner sex Lies in politics, I think. Or something or, like Isn't it called We Know We Hardly Knew Ye? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the, in, the, in the States, this was released theatrically and was just called We Know. Oh, wow. Uh, but it is, a, fa- it is a fascinating... I mean, if you don't know who he is, he was a congressman who... Uh, he was sexting and he had to resign as a congressman. And two years later, he ran for New York mayor. And during his time running for mayor, there was another sexting scandal broke uh, involving a woman by the name of Casey Leathers and if you name your daughter that what do you expect her to grow up to be I know uh, bless her it was one of those documentaries where you think how are they getting all this access it's just yeah. one of those and and he, you felt yeah. so sorry for his his poor wife who was a do um... they open up the wiener files what they do for it. also one that I am intrigued about um, is Monday night, nine o'clock, NW, uh, which is a yes. one-off adaptation of Zadie Smith's book of the same name. I'm not name. a big I fan believe, of Zadie Smith. But I believe they're doing a full season of sort of things about um, Black London, aren't they? Or And and we didn't talk about... Um, Our Love Dami Boy. Lola, Our Love I have, Boy. I haven't I seen it. I have yet to see it. We'll, we'll talk about it next week, I think, with yeah. NW. 
Pikachu and other things. Um, yeah, that's about it, really, isn't it? NW and I'm a celeb. My mother and other strangers. Anyone? No, thank you. No, thank you. Okay, uh, thecustardtv.com is the website that we come from. That's where we live. It's where we bed in for the night. Uh, you can download and if you this want more, there. yeah, if you want more uh, information about the I'm a celeb celebs, there is a I handy guess. guide there. I think we sold it rather well, anyway. But there you go. <laughs> I think we, I, I think we cracked it iTunes uh, is where you can find this to give us a five-star review. Yes, we're on Facebook. We are. Facebook.com forward slash the custard TV. And yes, we will be we back have no bananas. very shortly. No, I do actually. I have a new <laughs> new lot of bananas. Uh, did you buy any on your latest shopping trip? No. I went to uh, Marks and Spencer's. Uh, other shops are available. And um, bought some uh, parsnip crisps, which were, I've had a few of so far. They look very nice. And yes, he is pretentious. Uh, you can download this, as I say, from iTunes or thecustardtv.com. Thank you for joining us. For Thank what you. has been the most disorganised, but yet highly enjoyable. Gary, if he ever listens between... to this, if he ever listens to this back, we'll go mad yeah. that we haven't organised it. We've and... gone off, off, off kilter in every sense of the word. But I enjoy. I be. I enjoyed being man. Oh, and a bit of a Gary up today. He got home twelve minutes ago. What? How do you know that? That's a bit Cause spooky. Because he's on Twitter. Twelve minutes ago, he's okay. just been home. Oh God! I, I thought you had him filled with a tracking device. <laughs> well, I have. But I didn't have to use him this time. He he though was live treating the apprentice, even though he was still in hospital yesterday. I love that. I love that everyone around him's probably on you know high levels of drugs or asleep, and he's going. <laughs> I'm loving The Apprentice yeah. at the moment. Let them use Google and Uber like normal people. I I think that this has been good for Gary. I know health-wise it's not great to be in hospital. <laughs> but TV-wise... T- well, it is, depending on what the health problem is. He's but finished watching The Good, good Wife, season six. Well, series six, yeah. And he is now... Um, he's too behind on The Missing, but he's he's got five weeks off work. So oh, if you can easily if, catch up on that. If listeners, if you think you can think of something Gary should watch, he could break out the yeah, list. Although, oh, no. I reckon he's got time now to watch all those Michael Portillo railway uh, journeys he never saw originally. Okay, <laughs> take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... As easy as pie? Sure. All you have to do is enter your license plate or VIN. As easy as a stroll in the park. Okay, then just answer a few questions and you'll get a real offer in seconds. As easy as singing. Why not? Schedule a pickup or drop-off and Carvana will pay you that amount right on the spot. As easy as playing guitar. Actually, I find that kind of difficult. But selling your car to Carvana is as easy as... Can be. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get an instant offer today.